0: welcome to digging deeper we're so excited you've joined us today as pastor sean helps us dig deeper into the word of god now pastor sean hey got no plan sunday morning join us for sunday morning worship at 10 a.m place of grace church a place for you Welcome to Wednesday's in the Word. It's good to have you with us tonight. I'm all dodgered out, ready to go. Um, it's baseball season, if you want to call up that. And, uh, you know, we're just good to have, you know, we've got basketball back, so I'm kind of getting back into the swing of my sports world. Um, but it's Wednesday here tonight, and it's good to have you with us as we continue our, our study in these crazy days to which we live. Uh, but we're going to continue our study in Ephesians, uh, the third chapter. And uh invite you to to join us there. We'll be starting at um verse eight is where uh, we'll be starting tonight, but I'll kind of give us a recap as well. but let's open the Lord open in prayer to the Lord. Lord, I thank you, I give you honest I give you my my heart I give you everything that I am this evening. I ask Lord God that you would move amongst this study, let it be beneficial for our hearts and for our lives. Let it be not a waste of time, but let us study and really get into the meaning of your word as long as, Lord, we dig deep and we apply it to our lives to become more like you. I give you honor and I give you praise, and I thank you for each one here that has joined us and ask you to bless them and their homes, them and their lives, and them and their situations. We give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So in the book of Ephesians, we we started with chapter one. We we talked about the whole situation and kind of just to recap where we are, what God's ultimate plan is. Paul brings to us in Ephesians what the ultimate plan, uh, God's ultimate plan was, uh, for you, for me, for the Ephesians. You know, um, he talks about the, the the how we were born and, and adopted, basically, and, and we received an inheritance um, that. That we would never receive if it wasn't for the work of, of the cross. Um, Paul went into talking about what the work of the Father was in, in all of this. And what the work of the, the Son was in all of this. And, and the cross and the, and the plan that was put in place for you and me to have life and life more abundant in salvation. Every blessing we receive, we receive in Christ. Um, God wants to bless us, and with in and, and because we have been adopted, because we are in received His inheritance, not by anything. Remember that you and I have done, but about everything that what Christ has done on the cross, and the work done on the cross, and the plan of salvation. This mighty, this mighty ultimate plan that God had put into play to, as we saw in chapter two, reconcile us back to Him. Um, the 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 bridge was broken when sin was introduced. The connection between God and man was broken, and there was no hope. We were as as in Ephesians it said we were dead. You know he was talking to the Gentiles, but you were once dead in your trespasses, and and so we see in chapter two that we see God's way of reconciliation. So we have God's, God's ultimate plan in chapter one, and then we see God's way of re- reconciliation in chapter two, where we see that. We are, we are alive from the dead Paul talks about in the early goings of, of the book, uh, the second chapter. We were a slave to sin um, and then he goes on to talk about how the, there's a personal reconciliation uh, to us and that again is through the work of the cross because God is merciful because of his great love in which he loved us uh, to which you know we wouldn't have chan- a chance or hope if it wasn't for that and then he goes on to talk later in the chapter about the reconciliation of Jews and, and Gentiles and how that's brought together through and in Jesus. Um, and and so we kind of finish up there and then we brought that into today's terms where you remember the Jews and the Gentiles, you know, the Jews hated the Gentiles. They looked down upon them. They, they were nothing. But Peter and Paul were called to preach the gospel, to give the gospel to the Gentile, uh, the people who, who weren't, Part of the lineages of, of the, you know, the message, the salvation you know, message, or, or the God's chosen people. They were outside the scope of that, and, and that included you and I. And so because God said, no, this plan, this reconciliation plan, this mystery, as we find out here in chapter 3, is for everybody. It's for everybody, whoever has been born from the womb, they, this, that's who this is for. And so that's where we find ourselves in Chapter three, where we started last week, the revealing of God's mystery um Paul talks about this this mystery and and man's place in it and how it's to be revealed and we talked a little bit about it last week where we Paul talks to you know about the he kind of sets it up you know to the revelation of the mystery and and just to make it really simple, the mystery is the salvation plan, right the work that was done at the cross. Why why are we calling it a mystery? Well, because if you're not a Christian, it's a mystery, right? Uh, How is Jesus Christ the Son of God? How can Jesus be God and and, and Jesus at the same time? It's a mystery, right? But as you build a relationship and you accept Christ into your life, you see this mystery becomes revealed, right? And so Paul's talking about this, you know, how he was a prisoner. We talked about being a prisoner of Christ Jesus uh, for the Gentiles. And then he goes on to kind of just talk about how he re- he received that that mystery it was revealed to him and to Peter, and um, so we kind of just get got into how. Then he began to talk about how, describing the ministry. The mi- ministry. I did that last week too. I caught myself. I called it ministry. Uh, the mystery. Uh, he describes it in verses six and seven where we kind of left up. Um, you know, he talked about that itself. You know, the the, the mystery itself. Uh, believing Jews and believing Gentiles are joined together into one body of Christ, into one church. That's the you know the mystery is salvation's given not just to Jews, or not just to Gentiles, or not just this type of people or this type of people, but it's for everybody, and it's for everybody to come together in one, not to be in separate denominations or separate theologies, but to come together in Christ as one under into one church. And no longer be separated before God. That is it. So that's where we are now. So we're going to look at ver- uh, chapter, excuse me, verse eight and nine, and that's what this says here. And this is Paul. Basically, he's presenting uh, it's his presentation of the ministry of the. I did it again, mystery, right? Verse eight says to me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of all the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Christ Jesus. Paul goes on, Paul says, starts with, to me who am less than the least of all the saints. Um, Paul's really marveled with the grace given to him. I remember, Saul was killing around and he was he was on the other side of the fence of God. He was killing Christians, persecuting Christians. His sole purpose in life was to sh- destroy Christianity and what it, what it was stands stood for. But because of what the mercy and the grace of our great God and our Lord Jesus Christ basically knocked him on his rear end, took him out, took him out on that right, and and he understand he marveled at the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ, and then he marveled even more so at the grace. of, that he was called to preach the very gospel to which he was trying to denounce and trying to snuff out, and he never he never got over that. You can read all the books of the Bible that he is so marveled at the the grace and the mercy that God showed and gave him, and then to make him a preacher and a teacher of that gospel, it really made to him it marvelled and made the mystery a reality for him. and when we consider Paul's personal history again like I said. It becomes, you know, you really you really look at that and it becomes the deeper and in, in knowing what he must have thought. Man, this this is amazing. This salvation, this this change of life, it's real. It's not just something it's not a figment of my imagination. It's not something I've read about. No, it's real. And um we are seeing that his calling is is really was because of God's grace and, and, and mercy. He goes on to say, um, to me whom less than the least of all the saints, that I should preach. Um, the, the ancient word here translated preach literally means to announce good news. And Paul's preaching was simply just the announcement of good news, the gospel message of what God had done in and through Jesus. And how if, how if we accept that message, how it will transform our lives. It'll take old things, and they'll pass away, and behold, all things will become new. I'll become a new creature in Christ. In what has been done, that's the good news. I don't have I don't have to worry about an eternity where I'm separated from God. Not, not, I don't have to worry about a a, a a eternity where I'm gonna, you know, be in hell. But now I have I have hope. I have hope. Like one of our brothers this this past week went home to be with the Lord, and I'll tell you. I guarantee you, he hasn't stopped dancing since he's been there. But that's the hope for you and I, because of this good news, because of this salvation, because of this mystery revealed. He goes on to say the unsearchable riches of Christ. This mystery is like great riches for the for the Gentiles. It's great riches for you and us, you and I. Um, now we can come before God by standing in, in a standing with God that basically we could only dream of. You see before before Christ came, there was no hope for the gentile. Right? There was no hope for you and I. Uh, the Jews would have the law and they would abide by the law and they, and that wasn't even were, you know, the best thing to go by. I mean that you'd still fall and fail and you'd have to, you know, com- go to the priest and have sacrifices made for every of the wrongs that you did. But when Christ came and did the mighty work on the cross, everything changed and it didn't just change for the jews but it changed for the gentile it changed for you it changed for me and it gave us a hope again like i mentioned earlier uh, and, and a dream that basically we could only dream of and it gave us the opportunity to come before god in a standing before him in mercy and grace and thankfulness that now we can be part of his family that now we are a part of his inheritance that we are adopted into his great and mighty kingdom and family paul goes on to say this to make all what is the fellowship of the mystery to make all see rather i apologize what is the fellowship of the mystery. you see paul having been entrusted with such riches and this revelation of this mystery Paul's passion was to make the gospel known to everyone he seen, everybody he came in contact with. That was the very first thing out of his lips. He'd give you a greeting, and then he'd go right into the gospel message, right. And he wanted he wants everybody, especially in the book of Ephesians, and as we read the book of Ephesians and and all the other letters that he wrote, he wants everybody to see and to share in the fellowship of this mystery, you know, which is a mystery precisely. Because it is unknown and unknowable um, until God revealed it, right? So he's getting people excited. He's letting people know, hey, there's something here. There's something coming. And and you're not going to know about it. And it's unknowable until God reveals it to you. And, and so paul's really excited he's just wanting people to you ever you know throwing out a little extra details or not told the whole story on something and but you've given enough what do they call it in um, radio they call it a tease right before they go to com- a commercial break they'll they'll give you a half of you know maybe maybe a tease of what's coming up after the break to keep you interested to keep you zoned in so that you'll go through the break and come back and hear the rest and Paul's kind of doing that here. He's kind of just getting them excited. He's, he's holding a treat over their, their their mouth, right? And saying, okay, all right, I got some news. I got some news. Here's the, Here it is. Here it is. And Paul goes on to talk, talk about the fellowship of the mystery. And we need to look at kind of carefully what this phrase actually means. It's demonstrating here that the fellowship of the ministry is demonstrating that these are not only facts to know, uh, also, but also to live, right? It's one thing to know about salvation and about the works of the cross, but it's a whole different story when we walk in that. We we live in that. We live under the grace and the work that was done on the cross, you know. And we're united in Jesus because of that, and we're united together with other believers and brothers and sisters because of that. And there can't you know not with with no separation um, as, as existed when paul was writing this to the between the jew and gentile uh you and i can be to united in jesus christ knowing that it's not just the facts about the cross that happened yeah that that really did happen there's a history or historical fact about it but no even deeper than that there's i'm in this all the way because i believe completely that this act which just factual changed my entire life And you know what? It changed your life too. And together, because we have this common ground, we can come together in Jesus Christ as one. Paul goes on to say this, which from the beginning of ages has been hidden in God. In the great truth, the fellowship of the mystery was hidden before it was revealed after the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And this reinforces the idea that there is genuinely something new in the new covenant. And that the it is wrong to consider Israel simply the Old Testament church. All right? We can't look at Israel in the Old Testament and say, "Well, we don't, you know, we don't need that anymore." Um, we don't separate the new Old Testament, and the New Testament. It's all one, one piece of bread. Right? Um, the new covenant, though, has a new way of doing things because we no longer have to do sacrificing animals or or shedding of blood of our own because that was all done through God's ultimate plan, through God's ultimate plan of reconciliation and this mystery, right? So what he did prior to this is that yet he had a plan for the people, for the Jews, the Old Testament church, if you would, and and they had a way of doing things. But God had a way that he said, okay, we're not doing that anymore. You know, here soon there's going to be close to 7 billion people in the world and, and I'm not sure that, you know, this is really the the plan that we want to go. So, jesus i gotta we got a plan and so christ came and fulfilled that plan and he makes he makes a new covenant with us he becomes that sacrificial that ultimate sacrificial lamb to where we no longer need to do a physical shedding of blood with animals but because of what he did on that work on the cross again right we no longer have to do that and again we use the Old Testament and the Old Testament uh, church, and we look at God and how He set premises and set raw laws, and and He looked over His people as He does even in the New Testament, in the New Testament church, and even as He does today. But we don't. We, it's wrong to simply look at them as He's old and we don't need them. No, the mystery was then, you know, and it's for now. the The entire process was for now. Verse 10 says this. And this is kind of the purpose of the mystery. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through him. Through faith in him. Paul says... That now the manifold wisdom of God might be known. God is is a being of infinite wisdom and glory. Our mind can't even comprehend how awesome he really is. And he wants us, his creatures, his creation, to know his great and manifold wisdom. He's not so far out there that he doesn't say, I want you to seek me out. Doesn't he say, draw closer to me? Draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. He's he's wanting to fill our hearts and our, our lives with his with his great wisdom, with his with his plan and his purpose. And one purpose of this great plan of the ages is to reveal his wisdom. You know? He doesn't want us to be in the dark. He's not looking for us to, to I know the Bible says, you know, trust lean not into thine own way and trust trust in the Lord, lean not until thine own understanding, and he will direct our path. What he's trying to get us to understand, even through that, is would you trust me because I'm smarter than you, <laughs> right? I see what's on the other side of the wall. I see what's on the other side of this path. And so he's got great wisdom that he wants to impart. And part of that wisdom that we need to learn is trust him. Is completely trust him with our lives. Trust him with our decisions. Trust him with our relationships. Trust him with our careers. Trust him with the very the very choices that we make each and every day. Lord, I'm not sure exactly where to go in this situation but because you are wiser than i you have great wisdom you see tomorrow before i even get there i will trust you and we need to understand the character of god you know he he cares about everything we go through he cares and wants to wants us to fulfill the very purpose that we were created for that we read about in Ephesians 1 that we were we have a plan we have a purpose we there we're not here by accident and so this this wisdom um, he wants to impart unto us, and part of that is trusting him, knowing that he has all things in his hands. Um, Paul going on saying might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers. This is basically Paul's explaining how God is going to reveal his wisdom and to whom he reveals it. You know, he's going to reveal it by his work in the church. And he'll reveal it to angelic beings, you know. So it's talking about the church, and and to to maybe even angels, right? But he is going to impart that wisdom. He's going to his will and plan, and this this will and plan is going to come through the work of the church and through possible even angelic beings, angels coming there. Um, this, you know, God wants to reveal it to the church. That is, we know that, right? But in the big big picture, God doesn't. Use angels per se to to reveal his will his wisdom to saints right It's not very often, but he does use saints to reveal his wisdom to others right uh he will use to he will use us to impart wisdom and guidance and direction to others um We need to remember that we're called for something greater than just going to church on Sunday mornings or meeting here on Wednesday nights. We take what we learn, we apply it to our lives, and then we go share it with somebody who who needs it, who who maybe isn't key to what the real mystery behind all of this is, and that's Jesus Christ and the work done on the cross. I think that's what we'll break for tonight. Um, We've we'll got some more. the The rest of that verse is a little more. A lot goes into what Paul's saying there about principalities and powers, and I don't want to. Rush through that, so I want to make sure we get to the study on that. But um, I am so excited to you know learn what Paul's teaching about the mystery and the mystery of God and the revealing of the salvation plan and and the work that stems the the core of all of this is in the work done at the cross. Uh, salvation doesn't happen if it's not for the work at the cross that Christ did. It, salvation is not going to be a part of your you and my life. Uh, I have no hope if God doesn't come up with this ultimate plan and and this plan of reconciliation with Christ as um, and on the cross, the work on the cross, and the resurrection of the of the tomb. That none of this happens, you and I aren't talking about this uh, unless God revealed it in such a time as He did, and we're so blessed that He is. Then had He did reveal that for us. But that let's close in prayer this evening. Lord, i thank you father for your time and word i thank you for the time that we've had to study this evening i pray it's been a blessing to us lord as we get deep into this what you what paul is talking about in the book of ephesians and about the plan of self reconciliation the ultimate the mystery lord god that you are revealing yet you reveal to him lord you're revealing to us lord and i pray that we would apply it to our lives that we might reveal it to others who need you and so father give us boldness in a way maybe that we've never had before to to have a testimony, to speak to others about you and the salvation to which you can give them as you've given us. Lord, the word grace that Paul talks about is so great. He's so marveled at it. And it's because of that grace that we're even here tonight. I give you honor and I give you praise. I ask you, Lord, to bless those again who have joined. Bless them in their homes, in their decisions, and in their, the ways that they go. Let us look to you for all things and we'll give you honor and praise And keep us safe, Father God, until we meet again on Sunday morning. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. With that being said, church, God bless. We'll see you Sunday morning. Don't forget about our prayer time here in in a few minutes at 8, 8 p.m. We'll be joined back on Facebook Live for If My People. God bless. We'll talk to you soon.